Welcome back to the legally changed name of the Chirpin' Yotes podcast. I'm Tyler. Join me as always, Stathead Grandy, my main man Chase, and the assuming he wasn't taken by a Wendigo, Haynes. <laughs> Boys, how are we doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, and equal parts as shocked as Trevor Zegers was after his own pass for that goal. Uh, <laughs> just an yeah. amazing play that, if you haven't seen it yet, which I don't know how you haven't if you follow hockey, make sure you check it out. Uh, but other than that, eventful week in hockey. couple coaches got fired. couple or a GM got fired. Not really an eventful feet week for the Yotes, though. Uh, what about you, boys? Yeah, doing good over here, Grandy. Um, just uh, you know, excited to talk hockey with you boys. And you, you are extremely correct on that Zegers pass, man. That thing was wild, to say the least. I won't spoil what he was trying to do or what he was... Uh, Attempting to do, but uh, ended up changing his mind and probably created something even ten times better than what I thought he was going to do. So, unreal goal there. It's going to be one that you see for a long time coming. So, and just just a special player too. But, and it's just wild. Uh, and struggling with the Yoti, the Yotes lately, but uh, you know. Uh, it is what it is, but uh, you know we'll get into that shortly. Uh, Haynes, how about you, bud? Yeah, I've been good. Uh, made it out of the mountain, Wendigo free. So uh, I am not a Wendigo. Um, how do you know? But I'm, sure? I, I am as positive as you are a Sam Gagner fan. So pretty positive <laughs> that I'm not that a Wendigo. Ain't right. That ain't but, right. Uh, <laughs> but I'm doing good. I'm happy to be back. Happy back, kind of society again, and all that. So. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to be back and talking hockey this week, even though there's not much to talk about with inside the Coyotes and all that. But uh, what about you, Tyler? How you been? I've been all right. Uh, working. My birthday's tomorrow as the time of this recording. Looking forward to that. Happy early birthday. Planned. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I treated myself I'll to the new battle door game. tomorrow to shake your hand. I sure I'll hope so. At 5 a.m. to wake you up with a happy birthday. <laughs> That's perfect. I would love nothing more than that, boys. Thank you very much. But, uh, <laughs> The big I'm going to break 20... your window come wake you up tomorrow, just be prepared. Oh, God. Please do. I would love that, especially because I live on the second story. So if you can plunge through and dive through a second story window, I would be equally impressed. Please. Don't doubt my skills. Well, you are a Wendigo, so they could jump that high. I've seen him. I've seen the X-Files every episode. So I'm watching you. But other than that, we had uh, a game last night. So I'm told I... Looked away. I actually almost went to that game. Actually, the Dallas one last night. I, I almost bought tickets, but I was like, you know, do I want to drive four hours one way to see a rebuilding team? I, I almost did, and I'm kind of glad I didn't. But uh, we did have one good goal in there. If you uh, want to start us off, boys, any one of you? Yeah, I'll, I'll take a start on it. Um, it's one of the few Coyote games I haven't gotten to see, but I kind of see that goal. Um, what can I say? Ghost Gosses Bear is back. He's just, he's been amazing this season. He's had a couple plays like this. He just hasn't connected on a goal before this one. Um, Just deked right through. Dropped. Uh, I think it was Jason Robertson with a deke and scored. Just an un- incredible play in what has been a real great bounce back season for him he's worth every penny that the coyotes didn't have to pay to take him on 
What about you, boys? Yeah, I'm right there with you, Grandy. It was uh, obviously the uh, the bright spot of the game. Uh, just a just a real real pretty play. Just silky smooth, man. Uh, love to see it. I, I I mean, we've hit on Ghost Despair uh, quite a few times over you know the last several episodes, and uh, you know how, how we wouldn't mind keeping him around if he's okay with sticking through the rebuild, but. Uh, you know, at some point, he's just going to keep building value, building value, building value, and uh, you know, if the right deal comes along, then you know it does. It is what it is. But uh, you know, uh, I, I, just an impressive, just an impressive play. I, I was impressed. But uh, how about you, Ains? Yeah, you know, I thought it was a, a real nice goal. I mean, Granny, you said yourself. I mean, this guy has had what? I mean, what a resurgence. Gosh, Bears had since coming to Arizona. I mean, this guy's really embraced kind of being one of the biggest leaders on the team of defense, especially in a season in which Jacob Chikrin is has looked better recently, but has struggled so mightily. I mean, this guy's plus minus is just horrendous right now for Chikrin, and, he, and he's struggling hard. But I mean, just kudos to Shane Gosh's Bear coming in here and really embracing this chance to you know kind of being one of the big name guys on the team, and you know. He he most likely is going to be gone come trade deadline. I just don't see the team keeping him unless they generally want to going forward. But I think with the resurgence he's having, this is the time to move him because he could bring you back so many assets. So, I mean, great goal from him the other night. But, uh, yeah, I think he's just having a great season. And, you know, I, I'm curious if he does get moved, what uh, Armstrong's be able to, you know, kind of get in return for him. What about you, Tyler? I think it's cool that a uh, player that I liked before he's a coyote performs really well. I do agree with you guys. He's definitely going to be gone at the trade deadline, sadly, but we're rebuilding. So it's uh, it's fine. I wish I got to watch that game. Again, I just keep having to work nights. I had to get early actually that night. So I was already pretty much getting ready for bed when it was on. But hopefully the next one I can watch. I do we also have. Out. Oh, go ahead. I do want to point out that he was your player that you predicted to have the worst season on the coyotes. I know. Would like I to say that. reverse jinx, baby. Reverse jinx. That's how powerful my takes are, boys. My my takes can move the oceans, can start mountains, and it can do all that. That's the power of my takes, boys. As but in all see, seriousness, I just want to do throw out there that it is amazing. We got paid a second round pick from a team that's going to be in the bottom seven, almost guaranteed. That's going to be a really good pick. And we're going to get back more for him at the deadline. I, I just really what do. Anyways, carry on. All right. Well, so the uh, the meme around Twitter and I guess all the hockey sphere is uh, the King Louis stuff, and the Coyotes have fully bent into that, especially with their tweets and stuff last night. Just uh, want to get your quick thoughts. It's a quick uh, topic for me, boys. Before we kind of get into the rest of the show here, what are you, uh, are you guys liking the memes? You kind of sick of them yet? Because I'm not. I think and Brian, uh, like it's cool that we embrace them. Honestly, the memes is awesome. I love the fact that the team itself has bought into them. Erickson's play, on the other hand, has been lacking, to put it mildly, at its absolute best. But the meme is the meme is awesome, and the team really has embraced it. Uh, what do you boys have to say? 
Yeah, I don't really have much to add to that, Grandy. Um, I, I would agree with you. It uh, cracks me up, but uh, you know, at the same, at the same, on the same token, it's uh, you know, this play definitely has been <laughs> anything but great. So, uh, but I love a good meme. So I hope it keeps going. But uh, how about you, boys? Yeah, you know, I think the uh, yeah, I think the same. And you know, he hasn't really done much this year. I mean. It's not like he was expected to come in and, you know, be a 20, 30-goal scorer or, I mean, even 15-goal scorer. I think for him, what he really viewed the season was, was coming in and proving that he could still play, you know, kind of re-spark his career. And, you know, he may have, may have not had the best start to the season that he wants, but, I mean, he's certainly a fan favorite. I mean, I, I think every other thing the Kai's tweet is a meme about Louis Erickson, and it's something about Louis Erickson. And so, yeah, I mean – even if he's not having the best, you know, statistical season, he's not really having that spark that he may want to kind of have that resurgence. I mean, he's loved by everybody on that team. He's loved by all these fans. I mean, he's he's a really nice guy who, you know, who you, you feel for, you want to see get going. But, I mean, I I don't know if it happens, but, I mean, I'm happy to have him all on the team. He's, he's just a real nice guy, and, and the memes are real funny, and I hope that team keeps him up this season. But what about you, Tyler? I love a good meme. As was said earlier, I just uh... – I think it's great. You might as well embrace it. I mean, it's going to be one of those seasons, as we've all been kind of talking about this uh, pretty much half of the year. Uh, so just it's all good fun. He was definitely uh, – I was really excited when we got him just because of the meme potential. So I'll take that. But to kind of uh, – it's a bit of a weird week for us, almost like a bye week. Uh, Grandy said that earlier. Uh, so I wanted to bring in another good kind of debate topic here. What is either your go-to beer or what you feel like is the best beer – when you're watching hockey, whether live, alive, whether live and in person or at home on the couch, uh, whatever you guys decide, just uh, want to get quick thoughts on that too. I have a couple to shout out. The okay. problem I have is they're all in Arizona. <laughs> I haven't found good replacements for these three specific beers yet, but I really like my wheat beers and college college streets, big blue van. Oh, tastes like you're drinking a blueberry muffin. It is so good. Papago Orange Blossom. Again, just orange, vanilla, wheat beer. Just, again, just, oh, incredible. Then Santan Mr. Pineapple. All of them just absolutely incredible beers that I have had a really hard time replacing. And I live on the Wisconsin border. That's how good those beers are. Uh, what about you, Chase? I know you uh, are another beer fan like me. Yeah, I'd probably have to. I'm pretty basic, though, when it comes to that. So, um, you know, if it's, you know, like an early game and going to be drinking all day long, I'd like to stick with something like Ultra. Uh, but, the, you know, nighttime, like the Dos Equis uh, lager. Um, it's, it's been a while since I've had one, but uh, Four Peaks Kilt Lifter, it's definitely a solid choice as well. Does the trick a little bit quicker. Um, but uh, yeah, those would probably be my three, just kind of depending on, you know, what type of day it's going to be, or time of day, and all that good stuff. So uh, I'd even throw in a summer shandy there too. Um, and it's pretty good, but and that's where I'm at. How about you, Haynes? Yeah, you know, uh, Granny, I think uh, I think Pat would be a little proud there to hear the uh, Papago Orange Blossom. I think that's uh, I think he's brought that up twice actually. Is uh, his growler of choice for the show? So uh, shout out to Pat. Shout out to you. I, I think Pat would love to know that you uh, 
you like the Papago Orange Blossom, but um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like Chase. I'm kind of um, I'm kind of standard. I don't really have a favorite, um, like specific favorite. I like anything kind of cider. I'm a cider kind of guy, but I love um, I love a sour. Yeah, Edmonds Oast makes a really nice sour. It's a local brewery here in Charleston, South Carolina. They make a nice uh, blueberry sour, which is off the charts so good. But uh, yeah, I, I'd say I'm I'm kind of on any good night. I'm like I like a nice fruit sour, or I like a nice like a cider. But I, I'm not too picky in terms of like what type of fruit sour or what type of cider. Just somewhere in that ballpark is usually my go-to. I like a nice pineapple cider. But uh, yeah, I, I kind of just stick in those two areas. But what about you, Tyler? I'm uh, not into IPAs or craft beer, really. Keep it a buck fifty. Uh, I think we had an episode of, man, when we first started. It was like our third or fourth episode when I, uh, yeah, you know. Anywho, I like, uh, man, Molson Canadian. I know it's literally the league sponsor, but I do like that beer a lot. I get that one a lot. Uh, Miller Lite. Uh, mm-hmm. Mick Ultra's all right. I'll drink that every now and then, especially at my mom and dad's house. Uh, I keep it real simple. Not into the fancy stuff. Just give me uh, one of those soda beers, and I'm uh, I'm happy. I will say. Hmm. Uh, I have found a, a light beer up in Minnesota that I absolutely love, Michelob Golden or Michelob Golden Light. Absolutely. Michelob Golden Light. Hmm. Uh, when you boys come up, definitely getting some on draft with me. Michelob Golden Light. Let's see if that's available out here. That sounds sounds kind of good. I like Michelob Ultra. But all right, so getting into the uh the meat of the show we have a curious case of carter hutton what are we uh thinking that the front office is going to do with him when he returns from injury is he still going to be the captain of the sinking ship or is he gonna just kind of maybe go on the wayside what do you uh what do you boys think haynes this was your idea you take uh reins with it yeah you know um this is kind of something that i think coyotes fans have kind of and, and you know, and riders alike have we've kind of brushed aside for the longest time. You know, Car Hutton went down. We knew the injury was going to be a while. We didn't know it was probably going to be this long. And you know, the Coyotes really turned to a really young Karel Vamelka, and you know, kind of said, "Hey, you just came to North America, but we're giving you the starting range. You're going to run with it." And you know, he made it work for the longest time until teams were able to get a little bit more video on him, and you know, discover that he was struggling on that weak blocker side, and. You know, the Kais had to go out and get someone, and lo and behold, Scott Wedgwood finds his way back to Arizona again, and, you know, now the Kais find themselves in a tough situation because Scott Wedgwood's playing fairly decent. Karel Vamelka's playing fairly decent. Both goalies, while the Kais may not want to win all the time, are giving the Kais the best chance to at least not get blown out in games and stay relatively close to most hockey games. Carr Hutton this season has not given you that chance. Carr Hutton's not had any game that's been close this season. He's every game he's played, and he's either been pulled or it's been a blowout loss on his end. Granted, no one thought uh, Car Hutton was coming in this year and was going to be, you know, savior of the team. He was going to lead them to, you know, 20 wins. He was brought in solely for the purpose of if you wanted a really bad goalie who was not going to pick up any wins, Car Hutton was the guy to go to. And, you know, with him being out for so long, people, you know, really didn't think that all of a sudden with him coming back, there's actually a legitimate, you know, question arising of, what do you do with your goaltending situation? You're rocking Scott Wedgwood, Carl Vamelka, and now you're going to have Carl Hutton back in the fold. One of those guys is going to either have to be a third goalie and a rotation and be subbed in and out, or is going to be going down the HL and playing. And I would say right now, 
Scott Wedgwood is a lock to stay in Arizona. I don't see him going to Tucson. I see him staying in Arizona. My toss-up question here would be, do the Coyotes go back on the word that Andre Tourney, or, uh, Tourney and Bill Armstrong said about wanting to continue the experiment of car hunting? Do they go back on their words and send them to the HL for conditioning? Which would make most sense, considering he has not played since that Florida game a while back earlier this season. Or do you go ahead and drop a guy like Carl Rail Vamelka down to the AHL and let him get conditioning time, let him get a little bit more accustomed to the AHL into North American hockey before, you know, rushing him back up to the NHL if you're planning to sign him past this season? So I think we're generally looking at a real toss-up case here. I think it's going to come down to either Veggie or it's going to be Hutton that are going to be going to the AHL for either a conditioning stint or one of them's going to end up being a third goalie in this rotation, and you're going to see the Coyotes rotate three goalies. But I'm curious to know what y'all think. And, Grandy, I, I'd love to know what you think. So I have a third suggestion that I'll get to uh, in a little that's going to be controversial, to say the least. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's a problem. Um, I think, like I said, I think there's three solutions to this problem. And all three of them have equal merit. There's one, send Carol Vamelka down to the minors, let him work on his game down there. The issue I have with that is Prozvatov uh, is the main goalie of the future. He's got to get his work in. They're both not going to get their work in down in the minors. So I think that's the least attractive option. Personally, option two is send Carter Hutton down to the minors, let him ride the pine down there, and he's there in case of an er injury, he's there in case of something happening, and he can back up and play sparingly behind uh, Prosbatov. Option three that I think is a little bit controversial and might get a little bit of hate out of me is you keep a three goalie rotation with Carter Hutton playing sparingly, but essentially, but essentially being the third goalie until closer to the trade deadline. When you look to offload Scott Wedgwood for picks, Scott Wedgwood it's been awesome. He's been fantastic. He's been what we needed at the right time, but he's not the goalie of the future here. He's not a goalie of the future here, which Vamelka possibly is. In fact, the likelihood of, of Wedgwood staying beyond the season, that's a tough one to answer. Because eventually you have to make room for Prosvitov. He'll be ready in the next couple of years. So uh, the potential trade of a Scott Wedgwood where you picked him up off of waivers for essentially nothing and get a third, fourth round pick for at the deadline from some team in desperate need of goaltending um, depth. I'm looking right at Colorado right now where every time Kemper goes out, their goaltending is a hot mess. They need somebody to back him up. Uh, there's other teams out there that need a reliable two or possibly even spot starter 
to get into the playoffs. It's a possibility out there that I know with as well-loved by including me as Wedgwood is, it's not a popular solution, but it is it is an option that's out there that should be considered and that I'd be shocked if Bill Armstrong doesn't at least consider it. Uh, that's my thoughts on it. Pretty well summed up there, boys. Um, I mean, I got nothing else to add. You guys uh, definitely killed that topic. Uh, Chase, got any uh, final thoughts on that? No, I mean, I'm with you. That's uh, extremely well said by both Haynes and Grandy. Um, not much to add there. I would, um, if you don't mind, I would kind of like Haynes' opinion on the trading Wedgwood because I don't know. I don't think I've seen that even mentioned anywhere else. So, yeah, you know, um, that's an interesting one. You never really thought that through, Grandy, and you know, that's something that's actually would be uh would be something worth interesting and bring up the Pat and seeing kind of what he thinks. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's generally been you know entertained with the idea of trading Wedgwood. But at the same time, I would have never guessed back in, you know, Taka's first season when he broke the first pick that they would have flipped him when they did. And for the guy they did at the time in Darcy Kemper. But, you know, crazier things could happen. They could wait for him to get hot and flip him. But at the same time, I generally think Scott Wedgwood really likes to be in Arizona. And I really generally think the Coyotes, if they wanted if, – if, I mean, if their plans were, we're going to tank, you know – we're planning just to tank the rest of the season. We're going to tank through next season, which is probably going to be the case, even though they might be a tad bit better than they were this season. I wouldn't see them keeping a guy like Scott Wedgwood around just because you're going to want to have the worst possible options in. But if you want, at the same time, a guy who's maybe a little bit more experienced and veteran and, you know, is okay with losing and doesn't hurt them as much, as it said, as would, you know, like a guy like Prozatov or Vramelka, who are both very young, then I would say keep Wedgwood around with him being – in his late 20s, you know, him and Wedgwood, or him and Hutton make both sense. Guys, you know, have lost a bit more than maybe they've won, and, you know, they're accustomed to it, so it doesn't hurt their, you know, development as much. But, you know, that that is an interesting topic. I, it would be interesting to, you know, kind of go more in depth, you know, after the episode, another day, you and me go more and talks about it, maybe on a future episode and all that we talk more about. But, you know, I haven't really seen it entertained, but at the same time, I generally don't know what B.A. is thinking up there. He could be thinking, I'm riding this out three goalies. He could be thinking, one of these guys is getting flipped, and Vimelka's probably in my safe spot. So who out of Wedgwood and Hutton am I turning on and flipping? But we'll just have to wait and see. But I, I think that was a great question there, Grandy. Yeah, it's uh, that, nobody knows what. That's why we have this this uh, po- this um subject titled The Carter Hutton Problem. Nobody knows what we're going to do with them. Um, but it is something that's going to come up, and it's going to come up soon. It's going to be fascinating to see what does happen when he gets here. I just hope we don't hurt either Vamelka or Prozvatov in the process, who I do think are two more long-term goalies. Uh, but yeah, that's all I really have to say on the subject. I don't think there's anything more I have to add. So, oh, you, guys, you guys killed that. That was awesome. I mean... Dang, I got nothing. That's rare. Uh, but I do have a, a – Granny, we were talking on PlayStation earlier, and you said an uh, interesting topic would be to talk about the people we trade with – traded with, excuse me, and got these just almost robbed them uh, picks. But they're kind of uh, kind of hanging with us in the tank bowl. And you said you wanted to kind of 
talk about that with all of us. So you want to go ahead and start us off? Yeah. So we have five second round picks this year. We have a second round pick from Vancouver, Montreal, New York Islanders, and Philadelphia Flyers. That is four of the bottom six teams right now. <laughs> if, if the season ended today, we would have pick one, pick three, pick four, pick five, pick six in the second round. That's pretty amazing. It's just, I know there's no way Gen- or, uh, Bill Armstrong thought that this would happen when he made these trades. But outside of maybe the Islanders getting more towards the middle of the pack second round, if they can go on a hot streak, I don't see any of these teams improving that much either. So we're going to get five really good picks, including our own, in the second round. I just, I found it funny personally that. Every team we made that trade with, every team we traded with this offseason has disappointed to where they were expected to be by a lot. Because even Colorado is nowhere near where we thought they would be at this point of the season. But uh, you guys have anything you want to add to it? I got a small thing. Yeah, especially in that Colorado comment. I mean, I thought when they got Kemper, that was going to be it. And I was like, okay, cool. Like that there's there's the ring. They got it, but I was uh not surprised, honestly. That's all I got to add. It's just it's it's crazy. I don't know if GMBA just I don't know. He always still pull up those trades. I'm still in disbelief how well this rebuild is going I so think, far. I think he's the luckiest GM out there cuz we have had stuff break at just the right time. Seriously. Constantly. Though. All the time. Anything to add, Haynes, Chase? No, I don't I don't really think I have anything to add there. I think, you know, um I I I mean unless Bill Armstrong, the joking side here, unless Bill Armstrong paid these teams to tank, I think it's just uh, same coincidence that the teams that are, you know, gave us all these picks are happen to be bomb dwellers with us. I think it's actually really kinda humorous that it, it it's kinda falling in line where it is, but you know. I just, uh, I mean, there's weird things this year. Like you guys said, Colorado hasn't been the hottest team this year. Vegas recently has been kind of getting a little bit hotter, but they didn't start off too well this season. So, I mean, weird things have happened. But, I mean, you're a Kais fan and you're Bill Armstrong right now. you got to be loving the fact that you could be looking at, you know, what Granny is saying, the first, the third, the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh, I think you said there, and picks in the second round. So, I mean, if it ends up like that, what a steal from Bill Armstrong, but by no means was that something that, you know, he honestly knew in advance. I mean, that was just shot in the dark trade, and, and it's paying huge dividends off right now. So we'll see if it stays that way. And GMBA trust, like I said, I mean, dang. I really hope this rebuild goes in his favor. And the man has had just – he must have horseshoes planted all around his office because, like I said <laughs> – with every single situation we've been in since he's gotten GM role, what he's needed to break right is broken right. Um, it's another. It's a topic for another day that I think this should be a little bit of a tease of maybe we talk about Bill Armstrong's lucky breaks on a future podcast. Yeah, but and if you just look at a lot of the moves this guy has t- made, it's just incredible that how much luck we've had through this process already which 
hopefully speaks well for the future, but I'm not going to count on the luck continuing. Uh, but that's all I have to say. Yeah, I agree with you, boys. Uh, Tyler, I kind of echo your sentiments on Colorado, especially. Um, I, I still think that they're going to get it figured out and, uh, you know, kind of elevate their game and, you know, be close, you know, to the, the Stanley Cup, if not in it at the end of when it's all said and done. Um, there's just so much talent there and um, it's, it's insane, but uh, definitely didn't expect that. Um, but I also agree with you boys. Um, you know, with currently it's just been a crazy string of luck that, uh, you know, those, those picks that Grandy rattled off would be absolutely insane if we ended up with all those in those positions. Um, but, uh, and I, I don't foresee it happening either, but, uh, it'd be crazy if it did. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I have to say on it. Um, just, uh, kind of hammers home that uh you know it's it's all going to be worth it in the end man we're on the right track here um and i'm excited to see what comes of it and you know what we ultimately end up doing with all these picks um and you know see what we turn them into um but uh, yeah that's all i got well well i got you if you want to go ahead and give us your pain index for the week oh yeah um kind of feeling frustrated uh, <laughs> I kind of aching it to kind of like um you know like an injury that's um something that you use all the time so i'm going to go with broken fingers right now um just extremely frustrating obviously we have to use those in pretty much everything that we do um and kind of double-edged right now you know obviously you want to see these um players and stuff take steps or you know build trade value and stuff like that so that uh you know it can help improve the team um but i don't see it a ton outside of a few i mean keller has taken major steps he is a shining light right now ghost is awesome he's building value um but still waiting on a bunch of others uh but on the flip side of that coin you know we kind of had a little little streak of uh getting points there uh, not too long ago, and that uh, kind of <laughs> makes those uh, broken fingers hurt too. So it's just like, yeah, just kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't type thing. But that's just what kind of year it is, and um, so yeah, I think that's where I'm at right now. But uh, yeah, all right, broken fingers that are being used. That's a uh, pretty painful. So we had a, I'm sure, majority, if not all of our uh, listeners also probably coincide listening to uh, PHNX uh, Yotes um, podcast. Recently, uh, Craig Morgan finally ate a hot dog with ketchup. And um, I just wanted to say, uh, what do you guys uh, usually get on your hot dogs? That was a bit of a weird topic, but it's kind of our bye week if you will. So uh, who wants to, uh, I can go first if you want my answer is the lamest. So I can go first if you boys want me to. Actually, I think Haynes is the lamest. Oh, that's so, true. That's true. So let's have one lame person go, then an awesome person, then another lame person, then an awesome person. I I'm can. Lame. I'm lame too. So you oh, guys actually, were going yeah. to a mistake. <laughs> no, well, maybe Haynes. I don't think you'll be burned at the stake, I don't think. <laughs> if that really is Haynes, that is. Oh, Tyler. Yet. Want me to go? Yeah, go. I, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 
when I get a hot dog, uh, not too, too often, but every now and then, I take the very daring choice and get absolutely nothing on them. I just have bun and dog. That's it. I prefer Which, beef dogs, though, if that counts. All beef. Franks I take it back. You're getting burnt at the stake. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be the first time. It's so weird. How do you eat a hot dog with nothing on it? And like, it's weird. Another thing is, like, I like sauces. Like, I like ketchup. I don't get it on my burger, though, but I like ketchup. I just don't. I don't know. Right? I just have, I have since, I don't know. Just, just don't. I'll, I'll yeah. go here, so I'll kind of spoil what mine is. But, like, I don't like ketchup on my hot dog. But even <laughs> that's better than nothing on a hot dog. Although that's better than no hot dog, so I will say that. Yeah, so I'm not, I should be burned at the stake, maybe you know, tied to the stake, I guess, but not but, burned. Uh, but anyways, mine is I actually get pretty close to a Chicago style dog. Um, I like toppings, but I like I like like a mustard relish, tomatoes, pickles, peppers, jalapeno peppers. Ooh, jalapeno peppers on a hot dog are great. Wow. Uh, pepperoncinis even uh sauerkraut sauerkraut I, yes and sauer- i'm weird for liking a plain hot dog but you like sauerkraut yes i do no yes <laughs> no no it's so nasty how no because it's gross you're the german here what the? okay What's of german cool? descent yeah but no that sounds gross they're wrong you think they lost two old wars because they had sauerkraut? Yes, that's why they lost. They eat sauerkraut. It's disgusting. <laughs> I think there's other reasons they lost. <laughs> no, that's the only one I can think of. Top of my head, maybe Italy. But besides that, like, come on, guys. I mean, God, sauerkraut is the worst. It's so gross. It's actually as bad as pickles and ranch. Ranch is disgusting too. I don't care. Burn me the steak. Burn Thank me the steak. Thank you. Go I don't ahead. like ranch either. Thank you. I don't like ranch either. Ranch. See, okay, Haynes so- is real. Ranch sucks, and I have a story here that I'll tell you exactly why I can't eat ranch anymore. Okay, let's hear it. I had a girlfriend who worked at a chain restaurant once, and I was about to order ranch for my salad, and she says, oh, don't you know how we make that? Like, no. Oh, we just take a packet of spices and dump it in a bunch of mayo and then mix it together. Oh, no. Oh, oh. Ooh, no. Ooh. Oh, ever since I heard that story, I have no idea if it's true, but nope. I'm out on ranch. <laughs> Let's look it up. How is ranch made? I can't do the people that dip their pizza on ranch. I'm sorry, Dude, no. but I, I don't know how you look at pizza and go, you know, you know it'd be good with that. Dip down a little bit of ranch. I look I know. I, my roommate back at college, back when I was in college, could do that and I mean, he would literally have a big old cup of ranch with pizza. I'd look at him like, you're disgusting. Like, I would look at him like, you're actually disgusting that you're dipping pizza, sauce, cheese, bread, pepperonis into ranch and eating that. I was like, I I don't know you. If people ask me on the street if I live with you, I don't live with you. I was like, you are not any sort of relation to me as a friend now because I've seen that. It is gross. But it's grandy. It is says ranch dressing is an American salad dressing made from buttermilk, salt, garlic, onion, mustard, oh. herbs, commonly chives, and spices nope. mixed into a sauce based on mayonnaise or another oil emulsion. Uh, so it is. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, I, she was right. Ugh. I couldn't do sauerkraut either. I'll be there with you again there and you, Tyler. I, I can't do sauerkraut either. I don't know. Something something about sauerkraut makes me feel weird. I don't I don't like the smell. I don't like the look of it. Extra. Uh, uh, okay, let's, let's something go with called this. sour just sounds weird to me. I mean, like, Sour Patch Kids is one thing, but, like, when I hear, like, a food and someone's like, oh, yeah, sour lettuce. I'm like, uh, or sour I cabbage. I'm like, oh, I don't want that. It's so gross. Oh, I hate it. I don't like ranch or pickles. Even pickles. Nasty. I love pickles. Oh, God. Terrible. In lacrosse, we had to drink pickle juice for cramps. Oh, God. It was the worst. What the heck have I heard of that? So, so, Haynes, since you have so many great opinions on (laughs) hot dog toppings with Tyler, let us hear yours. Granny's so mad at me now. And tell uh, you know, story. tell the story. Don't don't okay, cut it out. Okay. Tell the whole thing. I'm telling the story. So my favorite type of hot dog, my is is one on a stick wrapped in cornbread. And the reason why I like a corn dog and not a hot dog is because when I was in middle school, I used to love eating hot dogs. Not with ketchup on. I can't stand ketchup. I used to eat them like Tyler. I would get nothing on it. I just do a hot dog in a bun. And my teacher and I decided it was like fun to show us all like an early like fifties like meat packaging institute of like how hot dogs are made. And it's not horrifying, but like after watching it, something in my brain just like never allowed me to look at a hot dog in a bun ever again and think to myself, that's something I want to pick up and eat. Now if it's it's in cornbread, I can do it. I don't know why, but if it's in cornbread on a stick it's the most delicious thing in the world, and I'll take five of them to go. But if it's in a bun, you can go ahead and toss out the window because I'm not going to eat it. it you what can give it to me. Bun? I'm going to. I'm serious. I'm making a cornbread no. bun. Cornbread no, bun. If it's on a corn bun, no. I don't want it on. The reason I wouldn't. I think the reason I don't like it as a hot dog compared to a corn dog is because in a corn dog, it's wrapped in bread, so I don't see the actual dog hot dog part of it. But in a hot dog, I see it in the bun, and then when I see it, all I can think of is, oh, that video and and you know middle school and oh gosh, I can't, and then my stomach yeah. gets real queasy. But if I see it wrapped in cornbread, I, I'll blindly go and buy ten of them from like the black market if I had to. Like I, I'll take a corn dog any day of the corn week. Dogs? <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take a corn dog any day of the week, but I'm I'm not taking a hot dog. I would. Oh there's a lot. Th- I would eat sauerkraut before I eat a hot dog. I- I'm being what? dead serious. I'd eat sauerkraut before I eat a hot dog. Oh my god! This so I eat ketchup before I eat a hot dog, and I cannot stand ketchup. You all have to come up here sometime for the Minnesota State Fair. First off, it's the best state fair in the country. Don't add oh, yeah, me. Sounds- no, I've and seen secondly, like videos. Look so much fun. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a great Minnesota get together. But secondly. Oh, just everything you can eat on a stick, everything you can eat deep fried, battered, and just perfection. Corn dogs on a stick. Corn dogs on a stick. (laughs) Oh, we have the foot long corn dogs here during the state fair. Hey, Grandy, how fast do you think I can book a trip real fast on American Airlines (laughs) to Minnesota? (laughs) I don't got to be at work tomorrow. That that that's that's only during the state fair though. So it's uh, Uh, y'all just like y'all don't just like have them for fun at a restaurant. No, sorry. Right. Well, uh, so you let's know, go. I lost my vote. Okay. I was I gonna say, let's go. It's Chase's time for the king of food takes. Chase, oh. get on up here. 
Yes, sir. I go sesame seed or potato bun. Okay. Tons of ketchup. And then hot Tons? dog. And I spin the hot dog around on the ketchup. So, <laughs> How um, much ketchup do you put on it? <laughs> enough for um, probably the normal person's three hot dogs. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Craig Morgan just started awake in sweats somewhere. Yep. <laughs> potato yeah, bun though that's that's the best part potato buns are really good i do i do definitely agree with that one. but how do you taste it that with ketchup? <laughs> yeah, why why do you spin it oh you know just gotta evenly distribute the ketchup <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but yes yeah, so i have terrible food takes Oh, wait, wait, I one. And we'll probably get into some of those at a later time, but uh, <laughs> I got one. What's the best like, when you go to a hockey game or a sporting event or movie theater, whatever? What do you get? Like, what do you normally buy? Ooh. Like, what food is the best to get when you're at a sporting event or whatever you're doing? Ooh, I already got the answer there. I because we have minor league hockey down here in South Carolina, and the best thing to get. Now, best thing to get when I'm at a Greenville hockey game down here is funnel Ooh. cakes. The best thing to get at a Stingrays hockey game when I'm in South in Charleston when I was working with them, they had Chick-fil-A at one of their stands, which is great. But if I had to choose something they actually did, they had really good burgers. <laughs> really good burgers. So you eat food. You get like actual food. You don't just get a snack. You you eat there, huh? No, no, yeah. I, I get real food and I used to always would get a um a Red Bull for the hockey games, and the woman eventually just realized who I was. So every time I call, she'd be like, "Red Bull guy," I'd be like, "Yep, Red Bull." And I always ask for a cup. I pour in a cup, and every time I pour in a cup, I'm sitting there, and people are looking at me in this full suit with you know a credentials pass on, and I'm drinking what looks to be a beer in a glass. And people are probably thinking to me, "This guy's like on his third beer of the night. What is this drunk doing here, running for the team, working, and he's up here having like his fourth beer of the night?" And it was not. I was drinking Red Bull from a cup, but. uh yeah, no, wait. I I'd go full meal. I I mean, I would get there an hour wait. early. If the game was at seven, I would be there at. I would arrive five forty five and get into the rink about maybe five fifty five six o'clock. So I'd be there about actually earlier than that. If the game was at seven, I'd be there at five o'clock. I get there at four fifty, get inside the building at five, and people wouldn't be allowed until six. I'd be there two hours before puck drop even happened. Wait, I'm sorry. I I have to I. Are you telling me you drink four Red Bulls during a game? No, no, no. I get the really <laughs> tall can ones, and I just pour it as I'm going. And it's one of those little tall, little small little wine cups, like the little, like, <laughs> champagne little, like, plastic cups. Yeah, no. I don't – there's no way I would die if I drink four Red Bulls in a game. No. I drink one Red Bull that I get before opening puck drop, right when they open – because I can get concessions early before anybody else comes into the arena. So I go get it before everybody gets into the stadium – and then I go sit upstairs in the uh, wherever I'm sitting for the night, and I sit there and like a weirdo sitting up here by myself where no one else is in the, uh, you know, in their seats or anything. I'm just sitting up here waving at the Zamboni driver and all that going around, and sit up here relaxing with my uh, my little wine cup and my, you know, tall Red Bull, waiting to pour four different little cups throughout the night and make people think I'm drinking like four different beers. <laughs> okay, that's better. Yeah, no, it was great. I, I loved it. That was, that was a great memory. I missed that. <laughs> all um, the great looks I got from all those Miley hockey fans. But mine is... Mine would have to be cheese curds. Cheese curds. That's unique. 
Nice, simple, very Minnesotan. I don't think I've ever had cheese curds. That I can think of it. But all right, I think. Well, you I have some Zaxby's, Tyler? Anywhere yeah. near you? Yeah, they're pretty, that's pretty damn good. Curds. They're not. Yeah, they're not as good as I'm assuming cheese curds in Wisconsin, considering Wisconsin and Minnesota are big areas with cheese. But considering the Texas Buckbees probably uses Wisconsin cheese curds. Yeah, yeah. it does. It does. Oh, yeah. But uh, is it on the box? Zaxby's cheese curds are are pretty bomb. Okay, actually, You're welcome, Zaxby's. Zaxby's. Please sponsor for my house. next week's episode. Yeah, right. I let them know when I go visit for the cheese curds. I'm here because the Trippinoni's podcast. You ever heard of them? They talk with you all the time. Sponsor them. I think uh, I think Zaxby should sponsor us now. For me, shiny all those cheese curds. Sponsor us for the next episode, episode twenty-eight. Uh, also, is. apparently, hunts as well. I'm gonna get a nasty letter from these guys telling me to stop advertising right, their food for next week's show. I'm like, we heard you talking about our food. I don't care how much you like yeah, it. Right. Don't mention us on the show. We're gonna have someone that come Tyler get you. Tyler actually showed up. Tyler actually <laughs> showed up and made a fool of himself. Oh god! I think Chase, I just get what's up. Any, sorry, just trying to get us back on track. Chase Tyler, you got anything? Yeah, I uh, I keep it simple. I get my beer usually, especially in a collector's cup. I like those. And I'll usually either get like a, like a nacho sometimes. I'm really feeling like I want to ruin my life or pretzel or popcorn. Pretty simple. Sometimes I'll eat a hot dog or something. This, it really depends on how hungry I am, but most of the time it's a pretzel or popcorn. If I want to ruin my life, I love that. Because well, the nachos aren't there, are, they aren't good. Let's be honest, boys. You're paying, what, like $12 for like the worst nachos of your life? Let's be honest. I mean, they're, they're okay. They're serviceable. You're like, yeah, I guess that we can call it nachos. We'll meet in the middle kind of thing like Diamond Rio. But I mean, yeah, they're not good, not at all. That yeah, Rico's cheese is not good, Tyler. It's uh, definitely beer, and then usually, um, if I do get something, will be um, either like a slice of pizza or a hot dog. So uh, if it's baseball, definitely a hot dog. But, oh, uh, for sure. Ballpark, Frank. But uh, other than that, that's about it. That's uh. It's beer that matters the most. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the best part of any sporting event. But I think with that, boys, are you ready to uh, my question of the week? Uh, well, no, because like usual, no, but shoot. Go ahead. Yes. Not ready for it, but I'm ready for it. Well, all right. So I was just thinking, speaking of all this food and the D-backs memes, if you could invent a food for your coyotes, 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 what would you call it and what would it be? I know what I would do for mine. Go ahead. I would get just a giant, like, 32-ounce pitcher of beer and call it the tank. There you go. <laughs> there you go, baby. <laughs> That's it. Or it can be like a tank shaped like cup or some something cool. You know, maybe it can come in like a little what? tiny like good old cardboard tank or something. How much does it cost? Fifty bucks? <laughs> Probably with these stadium that. prices. <laughs> Damn, yeah, I know. But you could cool little souvenir tank out of it. That's unique. No other hockey team's it, doing it that. It only costs like, you know, your share of helping pay for the arena and Tim B, but you know, yeah, it, right. it's worth it. Yeah. It's exactly oh. right. <laughs> or you know the D-backs didn't get a freaking churro and put it in an eclair. That's got to be healthy. My God. So what I would do. It's cheese curds, I swear to God. Actually, it's. I swear to God. Finding some way to westernize, to southwesternize poutine. Um, hmm. 
Go on. And then call it the Quebec special. Huh. Oh, yep. you. So many Quebec people are just punching their keyboards right now listening to that. <laughs> I know, because first, we're messing with poutine. You're not supposed yeah. to do that. No. And secondly, we are directly mocking them. Yeah. How would you southwesternize it, though? What do you think? You probably put like jalapenos. Yeah, jalapenos. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe like pulled pork. Because I know pulled pork is in a lot of it already. It's kind of. But like maybe like pulled pork, jalapenos. Um, just something like that. I feel that. like anything spicy. You get like a spice. Yeah, like if you want to sure. southwest, I'm thinking like heat, spices, and all Salsa? that. Maybe. Salsa. Jalapenos. Yeah, maybe. Like said, jalapenos is my first thought, definitely. Yeah. Never had poutine, so. Uh, beef gravy, cheese curds, and fries. Huh. Fantastic. Sounds interesting. I'd try that. I think I'd have to go with probably a spin on like a Sonoran hot dog. I don't know if you Those boys have ever had one, but mm-hmm. uh, they are pretty solid. Um, I just don't know what I would name it. Hmm. But that can be determined at a later date. But that's what mine would be based off of. The desert dog. Yeah, yeah there you go. go. Oh, yeah, there, there you go. go. Peyote dog? Peyote coyote Peyote. dog? Peyote dog. There you go. No, like no, we don't want to give people the wrong impression here. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> oh, gosh. Is it my turn already? It is. Man, okay. Um. You know, I guess if I don't know if I really invent anything, I guess you know something okay. you don't ever see at hockey games. I feel like if I were the Coyotes, you want to do something cool. I say you sixty-four ounce steak, you eat Jesus. it all in an you eat it all in an hour. It's gonna be called the Kalanos because you know I I like Christopher oh Kalanos. So it'd be called the Kalanos <laughs> if you get if you it's called if you eat the whole sixty-four ounce steak in an hour. You get to personally get to shake Patrick Waugh's hand. And thank him for Christopher Clanos making his career complete. I'm just trying to picture how you sit in one of those seats. Yeah. Without Arena <laughs> cutting through a 64 ounce steak. Yeah. Like, how much is that going to cost? It's more a, than my it's, tape no, it's, here. A, it's in the concourse. You get a table. You just you <laughs> oh just miss God. the you just pretty much you just pretty if you get it the second period just be prepared you're not watching the third period. So so really <laughs> what we did is we didn't invent a food to eat at the game. We invented a way for Haynes to try to talk back to Patrick Waugh. Yeah, pretty much. I, hey, all respect to Patrick Waugh. He's a great goalie, second to Mark Hamador all the time, and it's going to forever stay that whether people think it or not. But uh. I mean, come on. It's too funny of a moment. I, I'll go to my gr- – I'll, I'll make sure on my tombstone it says, here lies Haynes Evans. Patrick Wall still still cries to this day about Christopher Colonis. I'll put it on there. I mean, he's a great goalie, but it's the funniest thing to ever happen. I mean, watching Patrick Wall lose his mind over a guy who, what, played like one more year in the NHL and then spent the rest of his career ever in Europe, if he even plays still, I mean – too funny. I mean, I, I'll pay for your 64 ounce steak if you finish in an hour just because I want to see someone shake Patrick Wall's hand. <laughs> I, I just, just shake his hand and say, hey, thank you for scoring you. Just to see if you'd still be angry about it. 
god. That was not what I expected, to be honest with you. I don't know what I expected. I'll be honest. But it wasn't that. That's different. I don't know what I expected either, to be honest. I'm listening to y'all all say these great ones. And I'm like, okay, what is it? I'm like, steak. I'm thinking 32 ounces. I'm like, no. 'Cause I want them to miss the whole game. I want them to buy that in the first period yeah. and have to be escorted out of the arena by security because they haven't finished yeah. the stake by the end of the game. Oh my god. I'm sitting there trying to picture how they're cooking a sixty four ounce steak. Yeah, don't morning. worry about that, Grandy. They they got they got the barbecue pit masters outside. They got that thing going for you. Don't worry. <laughs> you just gotta worry about being at the table on time. 64 ounces, and, and, and you can't get any help. So that's all you got to worry about. And Jesus that, Christ. Wall may or may not be waiting behind a, a curtain waiting to shake your hand afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that or another fun – okay, one other fun thing that actually would make more sense, It I think it would be pretty funny, is you do a beer, but you serve it mm-hmm. in a broken stick glass, but have it be the broken stick blade – Remember Shane Doan? We all remember Shane Doan's iconic broken stick shootout goal against Frederick Anderson and the Ducks. Oh, yeah. Make a pitcher of beer in a broken stick blade like the one that he snapped when he scored the goal in Frederick Anderson. There you go. That, so that'd you be kind of cool. Your tank. It's fin- top it yeah. off and you finish your tank beer. Exactly. You'll be and, dead, and then probably, you eat the but... 64-ounce steak and then you get to shake Patrick Wall's hand afterwards. What a day! Only at the but for you we'll switch arena. the rules. For, for, oh. for you we'll switch it. Don't worry, Ty. You can shake Sam Gagner's hand after. <laughs> oh man, without context, that sounds really weird. Nobody knows the backstory. Everyone's just they, don't, they just think I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> his name. I know who Sam Gagne is. Let me restate this. I know who Sam Gagne is. I don't think you do. This you keep calling Sam Gagner. So I don't think you do. This, <laughs> This is an ongoing joke know Tyler that. not knowing what his name was. When I mean, Tyler was a, was a fan, what? When was this? How old were was, you? Uh, you uh, his name was Sam Gagner? I was, uh, trying to think, 19? I think. So, I don't remember so, how old I was. So pretty much what Tyler's saying is back when Tyler was growing up, you know, just a young teenager, you know, in the heart yeah. of World War II, he was a big Sam what? Gagner fan. <laughs> what? When did I ever go to the Second World War? First, how old do you think I am? I turned 28 tomorrow, not 78. Come on now, man. Oh, God. I think my dad got to have some got to have some fun. I'm, oh, I'm the, God, the kid here still. I got to have some fun. I feel like I'll have to tell the Sam Gagne story on the pod sometime, maybe next episode or something. Yeah, that's got to be that episode. or you're going to have to come on, on a Yotes. Yotes Bites episode, and you're gonna have to just tell that story because it's it's too funny oh, for people. God, not to I know. Hear. My cousin, like I said, anytime I ever we're gonna bring in what it's called. Whenever you do that episode, though, we're gonna have your cousin come on for that episode, so we can uh, have, you like, have a, to. Like, a, like a memorial episode, like a remembrance have episode. Have special guests brought in. We're gonna like fly your parents in for the episode. They're gonna the talk episode, about that day. <laughs> that's the episode when we get our first former coyote to come on, and it's Sam got. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Gagne. You know, you know, Sam Gagne comes on, and it's the story where Tyler thought his name was Sam Gagner. That would be a first episode for Sam Gagner to be a guest on. God, uh, what a good My day bad. that was! Can carry no, on what you need to talk no, about. My bad. Man, we, I was getting seen... us off course. Wait, you thought you laughed hard. My cousin, when I said that, he looked at me and said, "You said what?" I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> Sam Gagner." Keep in mind, at that point, I really—I just saw it right read out. 
I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce French or whatever language that is. I, I'm terrible pronouncing names. We know this by now. And he was like, I can't. And he just died. Like I think he literally died for a minute, like flatlined. And then he came back and was like, holy crap, still laughing. He still laughs to this day. He'll bring it up. I gotta meet. We play games. We play Split Gate or something. He'll uh, he'll tell you the story. Trust me. He tells everybody. So, Uh, trust me. I would I would love to hear it straight from his mouth. Oh God. (laughs) Oh boy. Well, um, (laughs) just wrap it all up. Uh, We are doing a Christmas episode. It might be next week, the week after. So, uh, send us your best suggestions and what you want to see from us. Uh, Because we also have an anniversary coming up, so I don't want to do too many. You know, like coyotes, you know, chirping yotes stuff. But give us suggestions. And uh, besides that, boys, are we ready to wrap this thing up? Are we ready to quit ridiculing me live on the air for the second week in a row? Never. Yeah, I guess. I guess I got <laughs> enough shots in tonight. Yeah, did you? Yeah, Mr. Wendigo? Yeah, I, I got to get a couple more in there. Yeah, you no, in, all, in all honesty, Tyler, I hope you have a great birthday tomorrow. I hope you... uh. <laughs> Hope your cataracts still work and you're able to get down the stairs out the assistance yeah, of your nurse. You. But <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That I'm was a good older one. Than he is damn. Yeah, I know, right? I'm like the second youngest. I'm only I'm the second youngest. I'm only older than you by like four years, right? You're 24. Well, I'm older than no, all of you. I'm not 24. I'm 22. Oh, old whippersnapper, get off my lawn. <laughs> snapper god that's how i know you're old whippersnapper oh my gosh yeah. my grandfather mm-hmm. served in world war ii would have said whippersnapper him and i talked about you and bingo that's for sure oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this went off the rails but it always does the episode. we have to finish the episode we gotta finish it always uh. happens at the end we always we always go off course at the end. it's too funny we're having fun that's all that matters Trust right, me, everybody well. that's that's listening to everybody. This is going to go on even after we end this recording. We're gonna we're gonna still carry on with this for by another fifteen minutes. I'm calling like for it. End. I'm calling for it to end because I need to say a joke that I can't say on pod. So oh, yeah, God. let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Only in this joke. Let's wrap it up. All right, all right. Well, um, that's it, boys. From all of us here at the Chirpin Yotes, as I've been legally required to correct. Have a good week. We will see you next week.